0: We're going to look at at, at uh, Shavuot, and we, we're, there's so many things we could look. I just want to pull out one thing from it, which is the theme of giving thanks. So we'll look at it as we go through with the theme of giving thanks. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you a story. Now, uh, bear with me as, as I ramble on uh, with this story, and at and the end point, you, you may see an end point. Um, The history of this is also involved. I'll try and avoid all the history, but it involves getting locked in chalets, having COVID, not being allowed out, then being allowed, etc. Anyway, um, towards the end of this winter's ski holiday season, I found myself up on a mountain with three grandchildren and my daughter. This was very nice. It was a lovely day, absolutely gorgeous day. Those of people who don't know anything about these sort of winter holidays tend to think it's all about getting cold. It's not, it's about keeping cool. I mean, the sun was out, it was a blazing hot day and it was going to be the last day that they were going to ski this year. And also, it was the last day of this trip and we're going to go back. So, my daughter Susie and I are determined that we're going to have a good day. It's going to finish on a good note. Now, Those of you, which is most of us here, who have been involved with children, know that you never work with children and animals. Okay, so we were having a really good time. And it was one of those magic times where all three children were getting on incredibly well. And the younger one um, is is seven. We got to look after her a little bit on the mountain because she doesn't quite keep up with the other two. But they got something going where... Uh, Jessica, the younger one, had told me she didn't want me to teach her anymore. She wanted Sophia to teach her and they were having great fun. So I was sort of teaching Soph what to teach Jess and it was going fantastic. And we got to the end of the d- sort of afternoon and they wanted to go to their favorite restaurant to have a hot bun or something or a- And we did that and it was going really well. And then we come to the, the last part. Now, the, the thing about a mountain like this is there's, there's ski lifts that get you around the mountain and there's the gondola that gets you to the bottom. I didn't want to miss the gondola. Otherwise, it's a long way down with three kids. So we said, so we've got time for one more run. One more run. Okay, we'll do the one more run. And they all went off really happy and Susie and I let them go ahead and it was great. Then all of a sudden, y- you can imagine what happens, can't you? This is three children I don't want to get into trouble by being sexist here, but two of them were girls. So, yeah, what happens is, I don't know what happened, but there was uh, a tangle, shall we say, and a pile of snow. And two girls who've been getting on incredibly well needed separating like two cats from a cat fight. Um, And Ethan, Ethan, the lad, knows when to be involved and when to step back. And he'd step back. And I'm left with these two and Susie looking at me, I'm looking, and we're both thinking, we want to finish this on a high. And these two girls now are not, should we just say, they, there was some tension. It's understatement. Anyway, we extricated the two girls who were being ladylike-ish. And um, the way that it works, so you, the ski lift has got four chairs on, there's five of us, so we always had to divide. So I said to Susie, all right, you take Jess and Ethan and go. Just go, 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 go. And I'll take Soph. So we let them go, go. And I said, I'll, I'll meet at the top of the chairlift. So I ski down with Soph now, who is, two minutes ago, she was the most delightful child in the world. Now, she's as black as thunder. And shh, like this. And oh, okay get down to the lift and Susie's gone up and I get on the lift with Soph and we're going up on the lift and she's like this. And you know what a child can say to you and you say, you don't understand. You weren't there. I wasn't. Okay, yeah. It's quiet. And she's absolutely as black as thunder. And Jess is about the lift ahead and Jess is still looking over his shoulder shouting at her. And we're going up on the lift. And I thought, oh my goodness me. So I was thinking, right, how on earth can we finish this day good with these two lovely children who I adore, absolutely, who adored each other just five minutes ago? And I, I, I'm sort of saying, and then I got a little prompting from the Lord and said, okay, it's time you just tried this with Soph. She's 12 now. Maybe she can accept, uh, appreciate it. So she's going up a lift. And I said, Soph, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sort of tentatively said to her, Look, "I want to show you something." You're what? I, I want to show you something that's personal to me. Now that gets her attention. This is something that I do, that is private, and I want you to just come with me, and we'll do it. She starts looking at me. What's this? Get to the top of the lift, and I say to Sue, "You go to the gondola. Just go, 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 go." So they went. So I said to Soph, so just follow me. Just follow me. And I skied around a little, to a private place. There's a, a lovely little hill. Little hill. You can stand on this hill. You look to the right, and you've got Mont Blanc, 2K higher than you are. You look down that way, and you can see straight down the valley to Chamonix, like 1K down there. Look that way, you see down the valley to Slot. It's an amazing view. So standing there like this. I said, Soph? I'm going to give you two minutes. I want you to look it around you, and I want you to say thank you. Nothing else. Just thank you quietly. And I'll give you two minutes. So she stands there. After two minutes, I said, "You ready?" No. Okay? Another two minutes. Are you ready? no reply. So I waited one more minute. Then she turns around and she looks at me and she said, I feel fantastic. (laughs) I really feel fantastic. I want to go and tell the others I feel really good. And she was off and she skied down and I caught her up and we got the others and when we got to the other... She said, yes, it was my fault, I did push you with the snow, I'm sorry, and da 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 And wow. And I thought, that's a real lesson. The power of saying thank you. The power, and she's 12, of just looking around you and saying thank you. And that's all we did. And it changed her. And, and, and that's the experience I think she'll remember for years because it was just it was amazing change just from saying thank you the whatever you call it ceremony period of time of Shavuot is all about saying thank you and God builds these things into the history of Israel times of saying thank you so if I have one message this morning it's simply this Remember to say thank you. Now, Shavuot means weeks. In English, it's known as the Feast of Weeks. I'm going to read Exodus 34, 22. You shall observe the festival of weeks, the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. So it occurs seven weeks after the Passover, which is why it's called the Feast of weeks, And it's basically the celebration and the thank you for the harvest. But it caused Israel to come together and thank God for the harvest. Now, traditionally, although this isn't in the scripture, traditionally for the Jewish tradition, it's also the time to give thanks for the giving of the Torah. And traditionally, again, they read the book of Ruth during uh, Shavuot. So it was a great time of thanksgiving. It was a happy holiday a coming together and giving thanks. And we should remember that in our life, there should be times of giving thanks. And Soph now knows about my thank you hills, um, that at the end of things I've been doing, I usually find some place or some place to go just to stand quietly and give thanks for what God has done. Nothing complicated, just looking and saying, thinking of the good things that God has done. It's easy to think of the bad things. We just had COVID and we just spent five days locked up in a chalet for five days. Um, and that, that was interesting as well, having five, three children locked in a chalet for five days. Um, but we just got over all that. So there was a lot of things to moan about. But no, it's saying thank you is one of the most important things we can do. Let's read Deuteronomy 16, uh, 9 to 12. You shall count seven weeks. Begin to count the seven weeks from the time of the sickle that is first put to the standing grain. Then you shall keep the feast of weeks of the Lord your God with, with the tribute of a freewill offering from your hand, which you shall give as the Lord has blessed you. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God you and your sons and your daughters, and it goes on. So here is a a ceremony which is written into the tradition of the calendar, where you come just to give thanks, just to rejoice. At the time of Jeremiah, one of the criticisms that God has of Israel is they've forgotten to do this. But this People has a stubborn, rebellious heart. They have turned and gone away. They do not say in their hearts, let us fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain in its seasons and the autumn rain and the spring rain and keeps us for the weeks of appointed for the harvest. In other words, they stop celebrating Shavuot. So, a time of thanksgiving. There is great power and great healing in times of thanksgiving. Nothing complicated. Just thanking God, remembering the good things he's done. Sometimes we we fall into the trap of remembering the bad things. Is that me? Is that my hearing aid? No? Was there a ding dong, ding dong? Oh, I did hear it then. Okay. So, it's easy to, to spend time praying that God would change the things you don't want. Maybe we should spend more time thanking God for the things that he's given us. And that's the message of Shavuot. Now, God is no triumphalist. This is not a call to say that you should never be sad. This is not a call to say that things don't go wrong. Let's remember Jesus at Lazarus' tomb. Remember, Lazarus dies and Jesus almost waits for him to die, it appears. Then Jesus comes and weeps over Lazarus' tomb, knowing that he's going to raise him from the dead. And in that, God is sanctifying sorrow. He's sanctifying weeping. He's sanctifying the, 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 the need that we have sometimes to weep and to be sorrowful. There's nothing wrong in that. In fact, the opposite is true. Sometimes not weeping can be actually not helpful to you. We need to be honest to who we are as human beings. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8, you all know this. For everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So though I want to point out the importance of thanksgiving, we have to measure it against the importance also of, of grieving and weeping. It's not a triumphalist message that says you should go around being happy all the time. But there are times in the middle of crises, in the middle of sorrow, that we should put aside and discipline ourselves to give thanks to God. And that is very healing. Psalm 30, verses four to five. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So again, this balance between accepting sorrow, accepting difficulty, accepting that we suffer, but at the same time, looking to God and thanking him and giving thanks to him for the things he's done. And I had to read Lamentations um, 3, 19 to 24. You, you, you must, this is a very famous verse. Remember my affliction my affliction and my wandering, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. Later on we're going to uh, I knew Lim was going to do this hymn. I, I didn't know. I just guessed it. Um, there's the, the well-known hymn by Horatio Stafford, When Peace Like a River. I, I don't know how many of you know the history of that hymn, but it's one of those hymns that you really do need to know the history of. Um, Stafford was uh, a supporter and friend of D.L. Moody and very much involved in Moody's evangelistic outreaches in the 1870s. In 1871... Um, Stafford had a a, a law business which he built up. It was completely destroyed in the fire of Chicago in 1871. And he was reduced to just about nothing. He then started to rebuild his life up. Two years after that, um, his wife and four daughters sailed across the Atlantic to the UK. And to cut a short story short, short, the, the boat was sunk. And the four daughters died, the the wife survived, but the four daughters died. And it was in those circumstances he wrote this hymn. And so the the words, um, when sorrows like sea billows roll, are a reference to the drowning of his daughters. But he finds time and a place of thanksgiving in the middle of this tremendous trauma. So we honour trauma, we honour those who weep, we understand that we need times of weeping, we need times of of suffering, that's who we are, but we need to put aside times for worship and times of thanksgiving, and that's what this ceremony of Shavuot was about, a time to put aside, even in the trauma of your life, when Shavuot came around, you went and you praised and you thanked God. Two things. There's another little side to this ceremony, which is interesting and really encouraging. There were seven weeks after the Passover, before the this, this ceremony of Shavuot. Seven sevens are 49. So Shavuot starts on which day? 50th. In the Greek Septuagint... 50 is Pentecost. Pentecost. So when we come to the New Testament, the ceremony of Shavuot is called Pentecost. So when we read in Acts 2, verses 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Why? Because they were celebrating Shavuot. What were they doing? Well, they were praising and thanking God for what He'd given them. They were praising and thanking God for the provision of the um, Torah, the Word. They were almost certainly, as the tradition is, reading the Book of Ruth. It's a time of thanksgiving, time of ceremony. When does the Holy Spirit come? the church in the middle of a time of thanksgiving and a time of ceremony and i I find that quite uh, remarkable that the day of pentecost as we think of it is the day of the giving of the holy spirit before that day was actually the day of celebration it was the day of thanksgiving and a day of celebration that's why they were all there with one accord that's why they were gathered in the upper room. They weren't there just because it was a coincidence. They were there to, to celebrate Shabbat. and I wonder what they were feeling and thinking. The early church, you know, they'd lost Christ. He's died. He's been crucified. But he, he's come. He's been resurrected. Um, They've been told not to do anything. To wait in the place. There, there was. It would have been a time of um, some celebration, some confusion, some hurt. Some. Feelings would be very, very, very raw and mixed, but they meet in this time of Shavuot, and at that time of uh, commanded rejoicing and thanksgiving, that is when the Holy Spirit is given. So the power and the blessing that is in thanksgiving is real, and was the choice God's choice day to give the Holy Spirit to the church was the day of thanksgiving the day of shavuot so let's honor weeping let's weep with those who weep let's not we're not looking at a a message that is always be happy no there are times of weeping there are times we honor those jesus wept but in those times the healing can be found in giving thanks amen